Hey my friends, how you doing? It's your buddy Phil here. Welcome to 40 Days to PMP Exam Success. It's always a pleasure to see you, my friends. Today we are talking about mentoring. This day, what we're looking at is simply mentor relevant stakeholders. It's that simple. Mentor relevant stakeholders. So what is the difference between mentoring and coaching is a question I often ask my students. And the major difference, mentoring is all about using your expertise, your knowledge, your experience to guide someone to a solution. You could mentor team members towards a certain outcome. It's literally giving people advice about what to do. So the answer pretty much lies within your advice to them. But on the flip side, when we employ the method known as coaching, we are not telling people based on our experience what the best course of action is. Instead, when we coach, we are drawing out the answer from the client. So there's a difference between giving people guidance based on your unique experience and your knowledge, your experience, versus drawing the answer out of people and asking questions such as, what do you think you should do about that? Or why do you think that happened? Or what do you think the best course of action is? And things such as that. That's how it works in the world of mentoring versus coaching. See, coaching, you're drawing the answer out. Mentoring, you are literally giving the answer. And there's a place and time to use each one, but this really uses the word mentor. Could mean coach as well, in my opinion, but let's just talk about task 13. So this is day 13. Allocate time to mentoring. You gotta put it on your calendar. Some companies actually have mentoring programs where a very experienced or senior person in the company has an intentional listing of people that he or she should be mentoring on a regular basis. The second one is recognize and act on mentoring opportunities. If you have a mentoring moment where someone has confided in you about a particular matter, something going on in their world of project management or work, and you see an opportunity to mentor that person to be able to get a better outcome, to be able to get better output from the project, why wouldn't you do it? You should. What this is saying is be smart and recognize any opportunity that presents itself for you to mentor someone else. Case in point, my buddy Roy and I train companies and we trained this company and we heard someone talking about overtime and how they would force their team, which was meant to be more agile, to do overtime. And Roy and I immediately looked and said, that's a mentoring opportunity. This person still doesn't get it, right? 
it talks about how the team and the stakeholders should maintain a constant pace indefinitely. But this person didn't get it. He wanted to make the team do some, you could call it crashing, fast tracking, I don't know, but wanted to push the team beyond its normal velocity, beyond its normal capacity. And that to us was a mentoring opportunity, right? We could see, oh, there's a mentoring opportunity. We need to guide person X to understand how it works in the world of Agile. So there are just two things here today. It's very straightforward. Mentor relevant stakeholders. And you can do this by allocating time to mentoring and recognizing and acting on mentoring opportunities. I would advise you to take the quiz that I'm going to put below, the questions that I'm going to put below, look for the questions, whether they're on the screen or somewhere else, and to the best of your ability, answer them. It's going to help you get a firm grasp of this. A common question is, someone's done something bad on a project, what should you do? Well, that's a mentoring opportunity right there. Don't fire the person. That would not be the best course of action. Don't fire them. Instead, use the concept, the concept of mentoring. I hope you found value from that. Thank you very much for joining me today. I wish you all the very best in your prep. You take care, and I will talk to you very soon. Bye for now. Day 13 questions. You can see we've got 10 open-ended questions for you to take a look at and really embrace and understand what this task is talking about. Now, I apologize for the delay you get in this particular episode to you. Stuff happens in life. You've got to take care of it. I actually have been feeling a little bit under the weather. Be aware, though, that whenever there's a delay in me bringing out these videos, it's for a reason. And I want you to know I will continue to deliver that value to you. All right, so those are the questions of the day. Let's move on to our multiple choice. You are using a blend of Agile frameworks, very close to Scrum, but with some specific tailoring. During the daily stand-up, the product owner begins asking many detailed questions. Over the past 20 years, your projects have been majorly predictive-oriented, but after Agile training, your firm has made a transition from using predictive methods to an incremental and iterative approach. What should you do about the product owner right now? You've got some options. Read them. If you need more time, hit the pause button. All right. I will reveal the answer, three, two, and one. Hit that pause button if you need more time. Now, process of elimination. Immediately stopping the meeting and coaching the product owner on the spot doesn't make sense. That's an anti-pattern in and of itself. You're making a bad situation worse. B, ask the product owner to leave the meeting so the team can focus on the daily scrum. That is disrespect, one of the tenets of uh, scrum values is respect, and that is not respect. All right, let's take a look at the last one. Ask management for this person to be removed from the team and replaced with a new product owner. Well, 
that again is an anti-pattern. Just because we've got someone exhibiting unfavorable behavior, it's not a ground to remove that individual. C states, after the meeting is over, have a one-on-one -on -one discussion with the product owner and mentor them. And remember what today is all about, it's about mentoring. So the best option is option C. I'm sure that was an easy one for you. Let's move on. Your project manager working with a very siloed team instead of a cross-functional team. Communication is very laborious and the pace of work has become very slow. What should you do in a hybrid environment to get things back on track? Choose the best two options. So hit that pause button. All right, I will reveal the answer. So taking a look at all the options, let's start from option D this time at the bottom. Sutherland's rule, hybrid environment are unproductive and should be avoided at all costs. Apart from the incorrect syntax, there's no such rule. So we'll get rid of that. Chaos is normal and needs to be expected in agile environments. Doing anything will only destabilize the team's equilibrium. Have a second daily scrum. No. That is not in the spirit of the scrum idea for daily scrum. We don't need two daily scrums. You know, it says silo team and communication is laborious. This is making it more laborious. So the best two options are A and B. You can find these on page 59 of the Agile Practice Guide. Ask people who are part of the projects to self-organize as cross-functional teams and use servant leadership to help the managers understand why Agile needs cross-functional teams. All right, let's move on to our next question. You're involved in the process of communicating and working with stakeholders to meet their needs or expectations, address issues as they occur, and foster appropriate stakeholder engagement in project activities throughout the project lifecycle. Despite your best efforts, the project stakeholders complain about unclear work assignments or work progress. What should you do next? Choose the two best options. All right, hit that pause button for more time. Okay, let's take a look. A, consider an additional daily end scrum just before closing. Whenever you see options with additional scrums, highly suspicious. B, use the sprint planning ceremony to discuss and resolve these issues. So discussing and resolving issues is not what you do in sprint planning. Let's take a look again. It says, communicating and working with stakeholders. Despite your best efforts, they complain about unclear work assignments or work progress. So the work progress piece is definitely not to be done in this sprint planning ceremony. And the work assignments, well, that's really up to the team, but the best way to solve this is not by using the sprint planning ceremony to discuss issues. It's not an issue resolution meeting. And that leaves us with just two options. And again, this is a direct lift from page 58 of the Agile Practice Guide. Consider Kanban boards to see the flow of work. That will help with the work assignments. And consider a daily scrum. Consider a daily stand-up to walk the board and see what work is where. 
And that would be the answer. And there you have it. Consider Kanban boards and consider a daily stand-up to walk the board and see what work is where. Those are the most sensible ones. Anytime you see questions saying, use ceremonies other than retrospective to immediately resolve these issues like sprint planning or daily scrum, it's not really practical because that's not the use of those meetings, okay? We can identify that they're issues, but as far as the resolve, it's not done in those meetings, all right? Best thing to do is just use what will solve the problem, C and D. All right, I hope that makes sense. Let's move on. We've got a final one here. To increase the chances of achieving project success on an agile project, the project manager should do all of the following except. Hit the pause button if you need more time. Okay. Three, two, and one. I hope this is obvious to you because this is just good old straight ahead PMBOK. So identifying your stakeholders early makes sense. Analyzing the levels of interest and individual expectations as well as importance and influence makes sense. Sticking, as it says, to the same plan used for similar clients when managing stakeholder engagement is not a good idea. The stakeholders are different and you should intentionally plan for each stakeholder as far as them being individuals. Finally, we get down to D, communicate and work with stakeholders to meet their needs and expectations. That's common sense. And therefore, the answer is C. That's the wrong one. All right, I hope you found value from this. Remember, there's a lot more in the book, PMP Exam Immersion. We have those goal zones that tell you what to expect on a particular task on the exam. We have Roy's Agile Thinking Cap. And we also have a breakdown from the world of PMBOK and predictive, as well as a question or two at the end of every task. And at the end of every section, we have the people process business breakdown. So at the end of people, we've got a quiz. At the end of process, we've got another quiz. And at the end of business, we've got a quiz. All right, we've only got one more day on people, my goodness. If you have not caught up and watched all those other videos, you absolutely need to, okay? Thank you very much, and I will see you tomorrow. Take care, and bye for now.